Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the breakfast show. You might be familiar with the timeless wisdom of the renowned American author Zig Ziglar, who once said, You don't build a business, you build people. And people build a business. According to a study by Robert Half, a Singapore recruitment agency, 66% of employees leave their jobs because they feel unappreciated. This study also shows that expressing gratitude can significantly boost employee engagement, productivity, and dedication. In simple terms, showing appreciation is like making a valuable investment with great returns. Our C-suite today is a leader affectionately known as the jolly good CEO by the entire team. His domain is human resources and his perspective on employees transcends the traditional notion of them being mere resources. So what sets his approach apart? How does he go about building a team that goes beyond conventional norms? So Gordon Ng, CEO of Telenox, a human resource management platform which aims to simplify not just payroll but also the other HR processes involved in managing a team. Good morning, Gordon. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning. Thanks for the invite. Jolly good yeah. morning. Gordon. Jolly good morning. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, let's start there then. Uh, you're known as the Jolly Good CEO. What's the story behind this? Yeah, I got it from this guy called Jolly Good Fellow in Google uh, after reading the book Search Inside Yourself. It's actually become a HR practice over in Google. And it's written by this guy called Tan Chak Ming. He's the, the first Singaporean who actually joined Google and found it really interesting. The book helped me a lot in life. So I just wanted to kind of like have a fun twist to the name CEO. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, you all running Telenox is a HR management platform. What's the idea behind Telenox, your specialty in it? And what's it even called Telenox? Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, name, the name doesn't really have any meaning behind it. So we were thinking of, as a team, we were thinking of something around talent. Ah. And we came up with really weird names like HR pirates, automation, and so on, which we thought that, okay, this is not going to scale. It's not good for branding. And we wanted something around talent. Then my wife kind of like, liked the name Equinox. And my co-founder Edwin was like, why not we call ourselves Telenox? And at the point of time, we we're like, oh, this sounds pretty good. So the first thing we did was actually to do a Google search. Is it SEO friendly? And that's how we got the name. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to some of the early days. What were the major pain points in the existing HR management software that you were looking to solve? So I was actually in a HR outsourcing company called Virtual HR. At the time, we were using like a couple of like platforms before I started Telenox. And we realized that the platforms are kind of like expensive, difficult to use. You require around like three months of training, even as a HR professional, to really understand the platform well. And we thought that 99 over percent of our companies are actually SMEs. They're underserved. No one is helping them. And we're comparing with like platforms like Gusto, which was previously known as Zampiro, over in US. We realized that we are around five to 10 years behind in terms of technology over here. Why not we build something that's off the shelf to help SMEs? And that's the reason why uh, we started Talent yeah. yeah, going to help us paint a picture of how the market is like when it comes to competition because I imagine there is a lot of competition when it comes to HR software. How do you get a slice of the action? Yeah, so the competition is crazy to be very honest. Uh, if you just look at the IRAs or the CPF approved list of vendors, you can easily find like 100 over software. But in terms of serious players, I would say that there's already around 5 plus serious players in the market. And we realized that most of our competition, they tried to build everything. So they, aside from payroll leave management, they have like performance management, time 
hijacking scheduling and so on. When we're talking to SMEs, we realize that they don't need too many things. They mm. don't need like performance management and so on. Initially, in our first year, we actually were helping both enterprise and SMEs. Mm. So Telenox actually have like time checking and scheduling at the very start and also kind of like a risk management platform for security companies. But after one year, after around like one year of running, we realized that we need to focus because the way to deal with SME market enterprise is totally different in terms of business model. And that's why we told ourselves that, okay, if we are a product-led company, we are not a sales-led company. Mm. It's very obvious in our DNA. So why not we just focus on self-serve, which is SMEs, and we kill off the rest of our product lines and just focus on payroll and leave because that's exactly what most SMEs require and just stay laser-focused and build depth for that. Yeah. Right, Gordon, you have over about 5,000 active companies on your platform. Correct me if I'm wrong, across Singapore, Malaysia, and Hong Kong. I'm curious to know uh, how you make a one-stop shop portal covering three countries which may have varying degrees of HR regulations to navigate. Was it laborious to have to pour through all of those? So unlike most SaaS companies, for us, we need to localize for every single country. So we need to localize for Hong Kong Logic, for example. We need to localize for uh, Malaysia Logic in terms of the labor laws, like for Hong Kong, it be Employment Ordinance. For Malaysia, it be Employment Act. And in certain countries like Malaysia, we even need to calculate the taxes because it's a tax withholding. So in different countries, usually the tax system is such a way that it's either like Singapore or Hong Kong, where at the end of the year, you just, you just actually submit to the IRAs or the tax department of each country. Or like Malaysia, we need to calculate the tax. So after, after years of doing it, yes, at the start, it's very laborious. We realized that there's a certain pattern in terms of payroll. And that's why we are very focused in this area, right? So now we build in such a way that we can actually localize in each country a lot faster than previously. There are a lot of uh, rules to take note of, like CPF, how much you need to pay, or taxes need to be computed. Correct. Yeah, yeah. and in other countries, it's different. Like in Singapore, you also have like, all your statutory leaves, you know, maternity leave, paternity leave, childcare leave, extended childcare leave, all the changes you need to update, and it's on the cloud. So the update is called life. Yeah, yeah quite a long journey journey for Telenox and of course you've been through a lot in the early stages as well overcoming so many challenges what's through what growth has been like for your company what sort of growth are you seeing these days and how have you overcome those early days of you know having to get the first customer on board and then getting attraction I think in terms of early days uh, like most startups um, the hardest part is to get like your first 50 your first 100 SMEs or customers using our platform so for us at the very very start it was actually outbound we actually got to kind of like interestingly what we did at the start was cafe hopping so we, we kind of work out of cafe mm. we know the bosses of each color cafe then after we understand like how what are the problems that they are facing how we can actually help them and that's when we kind of like make friends in the F&B kind of industry so at the very start most of our clients uh, for the first 50 to 100 were actually in F&B and a mix of startups because startups they kind of like self-serve then after that the toughest part was when it came to the decision that we need to cut off 80% of our revenue to just focus on SMEs because we break away from enterprise then as we grow, as we took like around six months to build a sales of, uh, it was pretty tough because we want to ensure that for SMEs, they don't know what they don't know. So can we actually string everything into three steps and ensure that they are compliant? Compliance is the most important for us. Yeah, and from there, we just keep scaling. In each country, we have different issues, uh, of course. We realize that this part of the world is not as straightforward as US. It's not as straightforward as certain countries where every province or every state is kind of like similar. Yeah, so when we kind of like build a business, we need to kind of like localize our strategy when we penetrate in each market. Yeah. All right, you weathered a lot of storms early on in your journey. And there's another one that is in focus now in the form of AI and automation. So how do you ensure your leadership philosophy of human capital remains relevant in this fast evolving industry? 
So for us, um, we, we have to embrace AI and so on. We are, we are really telling our team throughout our whole team, like if you can speed things up, like for example, if you do content creation, you can use GPT to actually speed things up. Go ahead and do that. In terms of design, you don't have to design, you don't have to like kind of like design every single thing in terms of illustrations. There's already available a platform like Midjourney and so on. And we're quite lucky we're on Canva. So now Canva, you can also create like AI images. So that's actually cut out a lot of our work. And internally, we are trying to even make the whole product kind of like AI-driven. So in the future, you can imagine a world where you don't have to manually process payroll. Mm. You can just get a bot to do so. You can just tell him that, oh, process payroll for this department. Um, maybe take off this person because he's resigned and so on. Yeah. So instead of an interface, we may be moving to an age where there's less and less an interface. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm quite curious as well, your HR company, and I suppose you know what's best in order to grow a company in terms of culture. So what I hope so. <laughs> do you do in terms of, I guess, best practices that people, folks around listening can take a note and some lessons to go with their own businesses as well? Yeah, I think the most important part for us is kind of be genuine. Yeah, so that, that is very important. Like, we have teammates that have been around with us for around 8 plus years. Uh, most of our teammates are with us for more than 5 years. So what we always do is that we always listen to them. We have one-to-one sessions. Our management team, we hire team leaders who have a lot of empathy. They have a lot more empathy than me, I would say. Yeah, a lot of them can, they really go out for their team. Yeah, so I think that's very important. And it's always team before self. So in our team, in the playbook, we also tell our team, it's always team before self. All right. Couldn't yeah. help myself. I did a bit of investigative digging before the interview. I understand you also organize annual overseas team retreats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If 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 we are doing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, lots of lessons there. I guess folks can take away how to build a culture, how to keep your folks happy in your company. And of course, lots of software you can use to make things easier for yourself on the HR front. We've been in conversation with Gordon Ng. He's the CEO of Telenos. Gordon, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for the invite. Thank you. All right, stay Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.